Hey everybody, it's your boy Cranberry Gatto, your host with Learning with Conversing. Today I had my friend from Arizona, uh, Lorenzo, come on the show and we talked about a couple things. Uh, we asked a couple of questions to each other that um, we had asked a couple days ago before he decided to go on the show. Um, great questions, by the way, and I hope you uh, enjoy them. Here, here's the questions. Uh, he asked me what, what what motivates me more, the dream or the nightmare? And I answer that later in the show. Um, don't skip through because I know it's really interesting and you want to get to it already. And um, I asked him, what would it, what advice would you give yourself at 18 years old, if you could? Um, that was towards the end of it. Um, in the beginning, we kind of just chopped it up, talked about the quarantine a little bit. Not too crazy. But um, asked a couple questions like, uh, why is it so hard for people to overcome barriers in life? And... We kind of touched on cultural cultural appropriation and generalized statements. I think it was a really good intro. Um, I'm trying something new today. I kind of wanted to just kind of talk about what we talked about before we talk about it. it sounds kind of weird and kind of messy, but I kind of wanted to do a little intro just so you can kind of have a little bit of insight of what you're going to listen to because I don't know if people read the description and stuff like that, but here it is. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really did enjoy it. Uh, thank you again, Lorenzo. I want to say it to you before you can listen to the whole thing over again. I really do appreciate you coming on. And uh, thank you for being the first guest that I had recorded over a phone. And I don't think it sounded too bad. Um, also, happy single to Mayo. Uh, I know it sucks we're all indoors, but I hope everyone can enjoy some, you know, tacos. I mean, it's kind of racist, huh? I mean, it is what it is. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you guys everyone has a great day, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Sup, Lorenzo? So I'm How's happy to have you on the show. Sorry, I cut you off a little bad. <laughs> it's all good. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to roll with it. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I know it's a little new having someone phone recording stuff like that, but it doesn't sound too bad. Um, what's it called? Introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. Um, my name is Lorenzo. I am from Antioch, California. Probably the best place to raise a family in all of California. Um, <laughs> And I'm living in Arizona currently. I work retail, worked retail for all this fun pandemic stuff. And I rhyme words pretty well. And that's that's, a, that's about who I am as a human being. Whoa, whoa. Rhyme, rhyme words very well. Does that mean you're a rapper? Uh, I want to quite say that. I think my delivery is kind of messy. I need to clean that up a little bit. But we might get there eventually. We'll see. Okay, okay. Well, that, that's interesting that you say it that way. So, if if you like to rhyme words and make music, you didn't say make music, I just know you personally, so I know you make music here and there, and you showed me some of your stuff. Um, so, what what holds you back to becoming a rapper? Uh, myself, absolutely, like 100%. I just feel like... You know, everybody with their own passions or things they feel like they're good at or that they could pursue, they tell themselves a lot of reasons why they can't do it. And that was always my my reason. Because I've been writing poetry, poetry since I was like 11, 10 or 11. And then I started 
wanted to like write music and maybe be a rapper, but I didn't want it to be this cliche thing like, oh, this little skinny ass white rapper, probably favorite rapper Eminem, like he's just another white rapper from a city trying to make it, yada, yada, yada. You know, like that whole fucking narrative. So yeah, I was just, for the longest time, I was like, I'm just going to like sweep this under the rug. But like, I remember on MySpace or like early, early Facebook, like 2009 and 10 and shit, like I would always be like, like this or comment on this and I'll freaking write you a rap, blah, blah, blah. And like, I've always done it and people who have been like really close to me have always known I've done it. Um, but I think it's mostly just me getting, getting in my own way, telling myself that I can't or getting frustrated because I'm such a perfectionist. And when it comes to my own shit, cause I'm my own critic about like everything in my life. And if somebody's not like good enough, then I feel like other people aren't going to feel it's good enough either. You know what I mean? And it's just a, it's like paralysis of analysis. I can go on and on about why, but pretty much it's just me getting in my own way. No, I, I hear you. So tell a funny, right? So obviously we talked a little bit beforehand because we had to sound record and see how it sounded and everything like that. So tell a funny because obviously we had that question is why is it so hard for um, people to overcome barriers in life? But it's also funny because I want to talk about that show Dave. So I actually want to go and talk about Little Dicky because it really sounds like obviously I don't know if you're Jewish or anything like that, like Little Dicky is, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know what I mean, like that show. Like, it's really good. And, like, you were talking about how, you know, maybe this guy is just, like, a skinny white white guy that wants to rap. He probably likes Eminem, all this stuff and that. Why do you think people do that to people? Come what on. do you mean exactly? Like, like uh, the whole culture appropri- uh, cultural appropriation kind of deal. Like, just because you are white and you want to rap, you obviously love Eminem. You obviously, you know, follow all these people in their footsteps. But... I, I clearly know that's not the case for you at all. Well, because this is the way I look at it. Regardless of how I feel about it, that's what it still is. So mm-hmm. you look to pretty much all music in general, it already it pretty much generally all came from Africa or from black people. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things culturally, which not just white people, uh, we, we, we've also on some each other, different things here and there, but like white people have stolen a lot. You know what I mean? And rap's just going to be a fucking other thing. And, you know what I mean? I feel like, and then it's another thing because you know how I feel about like being in boxes, like people who don't belong in a box, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to just be this, just be that. But that was kind of the whole thing for me growing up. Like, you know what I mean? So me growing up, it was like, oh, like this is like a, a black man saying, like there's, cer- there's certain people like Eminem, I guess, uh, <laughs> Vanilla Ice, sure, <laughs> Beastie Boys, I don't know who else, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, uh, but... But I feel like it was different, especially when I was growing up, because they were already celebrities. And obviously, everybody starts somewhere and has their own story, this and that. But I was always like, no, you know, it's not it's not okay for me to do this. And I know even now still, there's there's going to be a lot of people who say it's not okay or say it's, it isn't okay. But I'm, I'm pretty much just trying to live for me and do what I want to do. You know what I mean? But I feel like because I told myself no for so long, I got so conditioned to telling myself like yeah you don't belong here you can't do it this and that when on this at the same time like i fucking know i'm dope i know that nobody else i know personally and this isn't just to say anything bad about anyone else but nobody that i know personally can is as good with like wordplay and stuff as as i am like writing wise flow and shit like that absolutely but I talk really fast and I'm out of breath all the time and I got a speech impediment, so just leave me alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> these are like little things that I have to work on. 
and like really, really be intentional about if I want to get better and and stuff like that. No, yeah, and I, I hear you. Like, like it sucks. Like you know, I was t- I just talked about this with you. Like. Um, when you have something you want to say so bad, don't cut the other person off. Like I had something really good to chime in on that, but um, man, I hella lost it. I hella lost it. Um, but you know, like I, you know, what you're saying is true. It's like um, people are gonna judge no matter what. But why is it the the fact that that's kind of okay? Like you're saying that white people stole a lot of stuff and take things from a lot of um, a lot of cultures and stuff like that. But why is it okay for people to demonize that fact when it's someone that really just appreciates another person's culture? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's just a lack of understanding, um, ultimately, and from 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 everybody. Uh, but I know, you know, you you only know what you know when you don't know until you ask questions or until you try to get to know someone or someone's situation more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone just looks at me. Like, I don't know, but you can tell a little, little bit different by the way I dress, talk, and act, and stuff like that, but if someone just sees me, a blonde-headed, blue-eyed, little white boy, they're like, look at that Aryan motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm not over here saying, like, hell, Germany, and this and that, like, you know, you know where I grew up, you know what I mean? Like, I've had friends of all, like, races, white and black and Mexican and this and that, but I... It's where we grew up, you know what I mean? It's just how it is in the Bay Area. Like, it's just how I grew up. And it's yeah. not my fault that I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny, like, stepping out of Antioch when I left in 2011 and going to different places in the U.S. and throughout the world and stuff and and just seeing how different culture is all together. Like, obviously, at least I feel in the Bay Area, we have a huge melting pot and we have a lot of different cultures and and stuff and, it, and it's and it's great but when i found that when you you step out of there out of the bay area and go to some other places like people are very like super right wing super left wing like super racist to like they're like and it's crazy and it's just it's really not like that like mm-hmm. in the bay area but it is like that in other places too like i had uh, one of my friends when i was living in washington he was from mississippi and he was like 18 19 and I was his first white friend ever because, like, ever in his whole life because, like, back where he's from, like, racism, like that. Like, they still do lynchings and shit, dude. Like, it's, yeah. it's I did I had no idea, like, literally, like, how ignorant I was and still am to a lot of things. But it's true, like, that still happens, bro. And the world's still, like, like that. And it's just, like, crazy, you know? But yeah. I don't yeah. even know if I answered your question. I'm just rambling. No, I mean, you're rambling, but it's good <laughs> rambling. You know, it's like... Um... Those are like pure thoughts. And that's exactly why I, I like this show, Learning with Conversing, just because whoever I have on the show, they can express whatever they want to express. But the whole point of it is, is to try to find, I don't know, I'm not saying you have a problem or we have a problem, but you know we have a problem in society, you know? And it's like, um, what's the solution? If, if we just keep, I mean, me personally, this is the way I see it. If we keep... Um, looking straight and don't want to look left or right um, in any direction and kind of try to find a solution, then everything's going to stay exactly the same. And it was funny that you were saying, like, uh, I never really, I haven't really traveled that much either. So, I mean, I haven't traveled like you have. That wasn't, I said said that incorrectly. But it was like, I haven't really traveled like you, so I never really got to see anything crazy like that, right? So I, I still can be very ignorant to the fact that all this stuff is still happening. 
But you can see, like, um, I was listening to this podcast. Uh, it was a Daily Stoic, and they were talking about how, um, like, Twitter is so corrupt. For instance, that you can, it says that you have like um, hundred thousand followers, right? But you only sometimes you only get like fifty views, or not fifty views, you know, but way less, like a ten percent views of all your followers. So in a way, you really don't have all the followers it says you do, and this and that, right? That's kind of like kind of going off topic a little bit, but it's like also too on who you follow on social media too, um, show kind of strengthens your perspective on how you view people. So if you follow someone that's so left or someone that's so right, then obviously you, those are the opinions you constantly see. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the biggest problem with the world is that some people don't like to think on their own and create their own create their own um, perspectives on things. It's like um, I saw I saw on the news that the police shoots uh, minorities, right? So obviously I'm a minority, so I'm gonna be scared of police. But you know what I mean? Every time I saw a policeman, they gave out stickers when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why would I let um, let something like that, something so extreme, that obviously it did happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But why would I, why would I let that affect my view on people in general, just off seeing it once? You know what I'm saying? And do you think that's something that, that's so common that people do all the time and they don't see it that way at all? Like they see, like with your scenario with the the police officers, like see one thing happen one time and they immediately attach like a bad or a good like view to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I just think that's kind of the way we grow and learn as people, though. If you're like you growing up for you, and this is your story with this, but you growing up like you you didn't have a reason to fear police officers. You felt like because they were nice to you and gave you stickers, this and that. Yeah. But then you go to someone else who maybe lived in a community or country or whatever else is not that where I don't know the police force came and like kicked them down and took away their parents and like you know what I mean like, it, like yeah the whole opposite like spectrum and I just feel like because I've been thinking about this a lot you know and I always do I'm always thinking about everything <laughs> but whether or not there's like an absolute truth like there's truth relative or is truth absolute you know what I mean so um I can say, ACAB, you know, all cops are bastards, or, you know, I can mm-hmm. say, like, every every freaking cop is bad. Because they're a cop, they're bad. Mm-hmm. And that's just not saying I feel that way. I'm not saying I don't feel that way. Yeah. But um, for the sake of the story, like, that's, that's my truth because of the things I've seen growing up with cops. Like, I've always seen them, like, just produce, like, malpractice and not actually do their job of protecting the serving and, like, this and that. However, on the flip side of that, I grew up in this community that's so heavily protected and crime-free and all the policemen are, like, freak praised and this and that, and they're, like, godly figures, you know what I mean? And I just feel like... But they're in both stories, they're still both police officers. They're still supposed to do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just feel like it depends... I, I feel like it's completely dependent upon the individual and their own experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think... Obviously, there are certain things that are just bad and universally taboo like murder and other things of that nature yeah i want to do but i feel like for the most part things aren't really bad or good they're either both or just kind of how you feel about them yeah no that's a great way to put it i actually like the way you said that and i feel like um 
So I guess the way I did say it, I'm not, well, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it. I think the way I said it didn't come off correct, but you understood what I had to say. I'm thinking about what I was saying and everything like that. And you're right. It's kind of off individual um, experiences. But that's the thing. It's like, if you take it that way as everything's individualized, right? And if you've seen a cop do something dirty or you see all this, all you see is cops doing good, then you obviously have your own biased opinion, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, um, you can't generalize one situation for everybody. And I think that's the problem with with the, that, that's our problem at hand. It's that we see one person do it and then we're in this um, culture, like, um, I don't know, generation where we're like, okay, that guy did it. So that guy's going to do it too because they look the same. And by, you know what I mean? That's the way, that's just the way life goes. But you can't do that. And because this is how I see life. Obviously, a lot of people grow up and they end up in the same place where they were born. And they end up doing the same things that their parents were doing, regardless if it's good or bad. It could be very wealthy parents. So they end up being wealthy kids and wealthy adults. It could be very, uh, like, grow up in poverty and you stay in poverty for the rest of your life. But um, those are some sad things that do end up happening. But it's called, you know, I see it as a, as a cycle. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you start in one place with your whole generation of family and you keep going along the path that they keep doing, you're going to obviously end up in the same place because you're not trying to change. But I do know that people do change because they're, um, I like to call these people outliers, but I think it's more normal than calling them someone an outlier. You know what I mean? Like me growing up, I grew up. You know, I grew up on Sycamore. You you lived in Antioch, so you know where Sycamore is at. I lived on Sycamore for like eight, nine years, and then I ended up moving to Pittsburgh, all this and that. But, you know, I didn't grow up the wealthiest and stuff like that, but I can start to see that I'm not going to be in that same cycle of life. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm already doing things differently than I was growing up. Yeah. You know, I'm not eating ramen noodles anymore. I'm not eating Vienna sausages. You know, You know what I mean? I'm not trying to following that same path that I was growing up. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying that you can't be upset with what you've seen if you don't live it the same way. Does that make sense? A little bit. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, yeah. I feel like people need to take, need to take us like self-reflect, self-reflect for a second. And think when you, when you, like go to tweet something, for instance. Let's just say, here's the example. Um, oh my God, I just saw a cop shoot some black guy on on the news. Cops are so pigs. You know what I mean? I can't believe they do that. They don't care about nobody, right? Yeah. That statement sucks. The reason why is because if it was just one cop that shot that person, that one person's a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we can't we can't just sit there and generalize everybody. I hate the word everyone, honestly. By the way, if you if you never noticed, I stopped using the word everyone because I feel like um, there's it's people. It's a general, it's a generalized statement. Yeah, it's a generalized statement, and you can't put everyone in a bunch. You know, you can't do that. You know, so I mean, that's what my I like, rant. Uh, what 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 I have to go along with that is something that I actually heard in regards to pit bulls, because you know pit bulls are these rabid, vicious dogs, this and that. But is like punish the deed, not the breed. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what I mean? If you see this one cop doing this and that, all these, all this bad stuff, and yeah, punish him. 
like you don't gotta punish the whole like police force or you know what I mean you got some kid some badass little seventh year old seventh year old seventh grader kid getting in a fight and like they're about to go to a field trip like punish that one kid don't punish the whole class yeah I mean it's not everyone else's fault it's that one person's fault for their actions no yeah that, that that's perfect what, what was the saying again punish. Uh, punish punish the deed not the breed yeah that's a good one cause I, I love pit bulls and I never, yeah, I, I actually never, cute. I never seen a bad pit bull in person in my life. It's always the little dogs, man. <laughs> I hate chihuahuas. <laughs> chihuahuas and Pomeranians and German Shepherds, all those little ones. But isn't that crazy? I have probably never, no, I, I know this for a fact. I have never seen a mean pit bull, like a bad one. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever in my life. But the stereotype is pit bulls suck and they'll bite whoever they see if they don't like you. And Isn't that interesting how there was a narrative created to say that an entire species was bad, but in fact they're not bad? Weird how that happens. Well, yeah, well it's, it's weird that we've never seen yeah. them be bad. Yeah. <laughs> true. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's probably those cases where pit bulls, you know, like um, obviously like Michael Vick. Michael Vick had a freaking pit bull fighting ring. Obviously, you know what I mean? Pit bulls yeah. seem like jerks, but they yeah. were forced to do that. You know, but whatever. Who am I? Who am I to say? <laughs> I still like Michael Vick, kinda. Go Falcons. Yeah, go Falcons. Go Rams. <laughs> so um, that was a cool little rant. I like that. That was that was really nice. Very informational. Um, I feel like I got a lot of my ideas on that topic out of my head, though. So I feel like I'm not gonna have that like anxiety when I see all this stuff being talked about on Twitter and stuff like that because, you know, you have your own opinion and you voiced it out now, you know? True. I mean, it helps me. That's why I love doing this. I love doing this podcast for that reason. I can say whatever I have to say. Um, um, haters are going to hate and your supporters are going to come because they like who they like you for who you are. So whatever happens, happens. And that's the reason why I do this, you know? Big trust. Big trust. Woo woo. <laughs> no, um, so I feel like we can't really talk about the why is it so hard to overcome barriers in life and stuff because we already talked about it kind of. But what did you have? Because I know you, I gave it to you that I gave you that question pre pre recording. So uh, what were your yeah, thoughts I, on that? I just feel like. It's kind of like I said, I just feel like it's completely independent upon the individual. So. You know, I'm not going to give my entire life story, but, um, boo-hoo, but, like, you know, growing up for me was pretty fucking rough. I had a a really shit home life, um, this and that, you know, so I can, I can grow up and be like, I'm going to be the, the same as my parents in all regards, uh, towards, towards my daughter and any kids I may have in the future, or I'm going to be, like, better because of them, you know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know, say you have alcoholic parents or abusive parents you know usually you have one or two options you're either going to follow in those footsteps or you're going to do the opposite mm-hmm. you know the same the same thing happened so it's the same barrier but it's a different person in a different circumstance so you know i just feel like people are going to act and react to the same situation differently and that's okay but it just depends on like what you do with it like what do you do with with your life mm-hmm. like you know i, I actually I heard you talking about it on a couple episodes a while ago, and I'm not sure if this was your exact point, um, but 
I know a thing for me is like I'm always trying to get better and better and better and better, and I just want to. I just always want to be doing better in some regard. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about like the pursuit of happiness. It's the journey. It's the journey. Like the pursuit is what it is who's actually molding who I am, mm-hmm. is creating me. The journey, the destination, isn't as nearly as important as who I'm becoming and what I'm doing in the process of getting there. Because mm-hmm. once you're there, what the hell do you do? You know, yeah. do you just like you just like sit there? Do you like create another goal, whatever? But I feel like it's it's the molding of who you are along the way that is uh, that's the most important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was nice. Thanks, sir. I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that kind of goes on of like. So I just read that book, Atomic Habits, and that's kind of where I got that. Um, that statement from, uh, I don't know, I don't don't think it's called statement, but basically that's where I got that uh, knowledge from is that you, you said it perfectly. It's, it's not about, um, it's not about what you're doing to get to your final destination. I mean, it's not, it's not getting to your final destination was what's most important. It's what you're doing to get there. It's how are you getting better? How are you progressing to eventually get to wherever the hell you think you want to be? And it kind of plays a good point in like kind of like identity. You know what I'm saying? Remember, I, I, we're talking about this like on the phone the other day, talking about yeah. identities. <clears throat> and it's like, this is how I see it. I'm cranberry, right? My identity is cranberry, and that's period, right? I have a whole bunch of different things that I like to be. Like, I'm starting to become a poet. Um, I'm trying to be a writer. Um, I'm not trying to be. I actually am a writer. I've been writing and sending people emails. You're one of my uh, subscribers. Thank you, by the way. True. <laughs> but um, I write emails. I mean, not emails, perspective writing. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast. Uh, I'm a coach, a trainer. I coach and train clients. Um, you know, I do all those things. It's not that I'm just one of those things, though. And that's what makes me a little unique on how I do everything. You know, it's not what I do. It's how I do it. And I do it, you know, just by being who I am. And I feel like... I feel like that's what holds people back a lot is because they they could be so nervous on the fact of am I am I going to do this correctly for uh, society or how people want to view me? It's that I have to do it good enough for me. And if I do it good enough for me, then I know I did my best. So whatever, whatever happens, happens. And it's going to go from there. Like, uh, like I said earlier, um, haters are going to hate no matter what. But your real supporters are gonna love you for who you are, and that's what makes everything you do easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like that that right there holds people back so much. They think the haters are gonna hate is gonna be so great, and they think the support they're gonna get for being who they are and how they do things is gonna be so small. But for me, I literally say it this way: if one person says something to me that are that's that's kind words and stuff like that, it gives me. A, it like ignites my fire double than it already was in doing everything I do. Like if someone were to give me some feedback on this podcast, on my training, or they tell me, oh, you're like really inspirational, like keep being positive, keep being you. And it's funny because it's like, that's just me, you know, and it's always who I am, who I, who I, um, who I've been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My dog just came to listen to me. Hey, Cherry. She came to say what's up to you, Lorenzo. <laughs> I know you can't hear her. She can't talk. That's all good. That's all what's up. I can make her speak, but it might take me a little bit. So it's like, uh, it's not on command. And she has to like need a treat. 
to see it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, and that's uh, the way the cookie crumbles, right? Usually, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, how you been uh, hanging through the quarantine? Um, pretty good, man. Been out of work since March 9th. You know, been getting that unemployment check guap. <laughs> uh, For real. Probably just, probably just going to save it up, honestly. I don't know. Um, but it's been fine, man. Just been, just been big chilling, playing a whole lot of Madden, writing some music, tweeting, all the, all the essentials. You know? that, that's crazy. Uh, you have a PS4? I do. That's even more crazy. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's your boy, CBDG. Uh, my boy hates me. doesn't want to play Madden with me. I have a PS4. What? I have everything that we can connect with, but he never chooses to reach out. That's whatever. Well, <laughs> I'm not the gamer, so that's why I get to be upset. I'm not the gamer. I just don't want to take that L, bro. <laughs> yeah, you over here playing Madden. I never had any idea you had a PS4, but you know, you learn something new every day. I actually just have two PS2s to make a PS4. <laughs> hey, for perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. You put them on top of each other. Yeah, multiply them. Add them, anyways. And you're playing, uh, you're playing like Madden 2008. Yeah. No, I got the one with Vic. I got all four. Mm. So all you need is Madden 16. Then you got uh, Madden 2020. Uh, I want that one with uh, what's his name, Peyton Hillis, the Browns running back. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, I think that's ten. Is it? I yeah, think I'm it's ten. That one. <laughs> it was wrong for like no reason. He was just good as fuck for like one season. Yeah, that's kind of like a uh, Trent Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. You, have you seen that picture where like the hole's like extremely big, like me and all our ancestors can walk through that hole to get a touchdown? I. They may have seen that photo. I'm not sure. It's like it was like a, a counter left, and he went right, and the hole was like ginormous. You never seen that picture? <laughs> nah, I mean maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like the hole's ginormous. Like I can't even uh, exaggerate it. <laughs> Basically, the left tackle pushed out the guy, and then you know the right the left guard made a massive hole for him. No linebackers <laughs> in sight. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you have any other comments before we get on to that random question? Uh, I don't believe so, sir. All right. Unless there's anything else you need. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. no. All right. All right, let's click random. Let's see what we got. Ooh, self-love and self-worth. So, with that being the topic and it being random, I don't have any thoughts on it right now, but I do want to hear what you have to say first. Man, it's worthless. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's funny. I'm actually wearing that. Right now, I'm wearing that try again and again and again and again shirt that was made, that my friend made for me for that little loaded cannon drawing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, I think it's severely undervalued and not, um, man, there's so much I want to say about this. Go on, it go for be, it. Need, yeah, I know, but it just needs to be practiced more and it needs to be more, um, just more acceptable, super generally. Um, I feel like, you know, self-love and self-worth ties directly in with, like, mental health and, like, um, you know, I kind of going back to where I told myself no, 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 that I can't. 
ride or do a rapper because it's worthless, this and that. Like, think about, like, I, I have no idea what would happen, but, like, think about what if I told myself yes and I had all this motivation and I felt fucking like I was the shit and this and that. And then because of that, during that time frame when I told myself no, I ended up writing or releasing some shit that blew the fuck up and this and that, you know what I mean? And, but that didn't happen because I didn't love myself enough to, to, to put that forth. Yeah. That's just one example, but, you know, you get... Something I think that goes into this too is with uh, with media and, and magazines, and I and I see this um, a lot with with women or those that identify with a woman. Um, but you know, you get all these skinny, super skinny models, or you know, they all look like the Kardashian or Instagram models or whatever. But that's all fake, bro. Like it's all airbrushed or fucking filtered and and face app or whatever the hell everyone uses. And yeah, it's, it's not real, man. And, and social media as a whole is, is just a is just like a projection of, of whatever you want you know what I mean obviously you have time to think about like whatever is going on mm-hmm. and people just post the good shit pretty pretty much for the most part but you know so you get this this gorgeous like woman you know what I mean say it's your friend your girlfriend your wife whoever and she sees like I don't know Kylie Kelly Jenner, kind of one of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever one's hot. Maybe they're both are. I don't know. I don't really keep up with them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they see them and they're like, oh my God, like I don't look like that. Like, so since I don't look like that, this is an issue too. Like, since I don't look like that and that is the standard of beauty, mm-hmm. by that rule, I am not beautiful, so I'm ugly. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, bro, like people come in all shapes and sizes and everybody has their own fucking talents and shit they're good at and keep things that make them unique and like whatever, like, you don't have to look or think or act or feel like anyone else. That's the whole, like, that's what makes us being people and able to talk and do shit like this. And like, we're all so fucking different, dude. You know what I mean? Like, why not, why not place more value on that, on our differences that can bring us together rather than, rather than like, Oh, I have to look like that. Yeah. I have, if I'm, if I want to be a fucking football player, like I have to be the next Tom Brady or Emmett Smith, or like Bo Jackson, yeah, like or Prime Time, you know, like that. That's my standard for me. Like, if I want to be a rapper, I gotta be Nas or Jay Z or Eminem or Kendrick or mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's who I have to be. Like, why why are you why are you judging yourself based off of somebody else's life? Like, you know what I mean? You don't know their situation. You have no idea what, what led them to get them their way. And then you look at with back to the Kardashians, I guess, and. You know, I don't know the whole story, even though I'm sure most of the world does because they're all over TV and shit. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have hell of money, bro. Like, they got hell of money to do pretty much whatever they want with their bodies, their houses, their their different uh, uh, companies that they own. And they have all this money. It would yeah. be totally unfair for me or you or whoever else to compare ourselves to something like that because we're not in the same, like, circumstance. We would have no way of achieving the lifestyle that they do because we're not like, it's, it's not even, it's not even congruent like at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a fish looking at a fucking bird and being like, why can't I fly? You know what I mean? Like you're made different, bro. Like that's fine. Like you have your purpose. Yeah. And just, it just is what it is. And I just feel like, you know, with self love and shit like that, I know with me personally, um, I want to necessarily say I struggle with it. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I should not be honest with myself, but 
you know, tell myself like, yeah, no, I can't do something or no, I'm not good enough or no, I don't deserve happiness or like, you know, I don't deserve a lot of these things. Well, like I do, like, why the fuck don't I, you know what I mean? Like everybody does. Mm -hmm. So, so why is that any different? But I feel like they're just, I feel like trauma is a big thing that happens with a lot of people. Yeah. And so because people are used to trauma or negative things uh, being so frequent in their lives, that's it's what they become like used to. Mm-hmm. And so when anything else like positive or like non-traumatic happens, they're like, oh, this is like, this is like alien. Like, I don't like this. Like, this is weird. Like, what is this? You know, and it's so it becomes hard to accept it. And it's just, uh, it's crazy stuff, man. I don't know. I'm yeah. going to say about that right now. No, yeah. I mean, we, we can we kind of keep going on with this, but I'll give my spill on it. So like with self-love and um, like that, you can tell in some in some people that it's it's lacking, you know, due to um, the way they say about themselves, how they uh, talk about themselves, how they uh, treat themselves, you know, and you can see like, I don't have too many people in my life anymore, kind of like that, I feel like, but you can kind of see like uh, when people beat themselves up, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not even that bad. It's like, all you have to do is kind of just, my main, my main thing, I don't know where I was going with that. Because, I mean, I guess I don't really have that much experience. And I didn't really have um, a certain person or any like, people in my head. So it's kind of going to be like a, just me throwing up out of my mouth. So I guess I want to switch that up. So it's like, um, for instance, like uh, let's take health, for instance. Obviously, I'm, I wanna, I'm, I'm a coach and I want to become a better coach. So I want to be able to talk to someone about this, you know, Cause that's what hap- that's what goes through some clients' heads, like, and I know future clients is probably gonna end up happening. I mean, I was one of them. I I'm my own client, by the way, too. So it's like for me, um, I used to always look at someone and be like, wow, I want to be that big. I want to be that strong. I want to be this and that. And um, prime example is The Rock. So it's like I remember when I was trying to lose weight, right? I was trying to lose like shred body fat or just lo- shred numbers off the scale, right? And um, I was like, yeah, I want to be hella big like The Rock. And I'm like, The Rock's like 6'4", probably taller, and he's like 270 pounds. I'm like, why am I over here trying to lose weight? Don't li- I don't like the way I look, and I want to look like The Rock. I'm doing the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, if I always said, yeah, I look at The Rock for inspiration, like, oh, yeah, I want to be this big, I want to be this strong... And then I go to the gym, and then I look at myself, and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm not even close. I'll never be close, though. I'm five, I'm five ten. You know what I'm saying? I'm five ten. And I was probably like two fifty at the at that time, and I'm like, I have to gain twenty pounds, and you know, grow fucking a foot a foot. <laughs> it's like that's that's not gonna, it's never gonna happen. So this is what I tell my clients. It's like step one is. Don't worry about anything but getting stronger right now because that's the bare minimum. And I guarantee it will help you. Um, that's the only thing I do promise, too. Uh, that's the only thing I promise in coaching is that if you get stronger, I guarantee you're going to feel better. Period. But you have to want to get stronger for it to work. And that's the only thing I promise. I don't promise fat loss. I don't promise anything like that because I know that has to do with so many other variables that people don't want to discuss. So the only variable that I do know is if you get stronger, you're going to feel better, period. I know that to be a fact, right? And it's like um, if you just focus on something so small, your and your results in the long term are going to be so great. 
know what I'm saying? You have to kind of take baby steps to, you know, finally really appreciate what you do. That's on the health aspect, right? And I, I guess I, I have another aspect. So um, you were talking about earlier um, mental health. It's it's May. I guess this is mental mental health month. And did you hear about that before? Is that oh, is that every May? Mental health awareness month. I believe so. Yeah. Has that been that way for a long time, or I'm just oblivious? I think since at least like 1906. You're just a little late, bro. It's fine. Okay, so I'm just super oblivious. Okay, well maybe maybe it's just because I never thought about it that way. And I'm not saying that I have the best mental health in my life ever, because I don't. Obviously, I've been battling with fucking uh, weight loss and body body issues and body images issues for over eight, nine years. You know what I'm saying? I've been the same yeah. guy that fucking was really unhealthy, uh, weighed 275 pounds at my, at my heaviest, and looked at myself, and I couldn't do things that healthy people should be able to do. Like, I would be out of breath all the time for anything. You know what I mean? After football was over, that was all my activity, you know? Yeah. So, obviously, that takes a big toll on my mental health because I was probably the one to tell myself, you can't do this. Or you have to take a break if you want to go do that. You have to take a nap if you want to have energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's not even that. That's why I'm so hard on the physical health thing. If you want to become physically strong, I guarantee your mental health will, will be raised by a couple percentage. You know what I'm saying? If you start to get strong physically, your mental's gonna become a little stronger, your spirit's gonna become a little stronger, and that's how I truly feel about it. And that's why I push it this way. It's like, um, you can almost see a lot of people that, um, I don't wanna say that, cause that's wrong, I can't say that. I almost fucked up. But um, like, I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, you have anything to say on what I just said? Uh, the only thing is, like, I know that you said before that out of spiritual, like, emotional or mental and then physical strength, you believe physical strength is the most important, mm-hmm. which I, I can understand, but I actually think it's, I think it's mental strength. Yeah. And I understand your reasoning why, but I think my reasoning is pretty much the same, but just inverse. So I think that, not that you're wrong necessarily, but I think that if, like, mental strength is the most important because if you feel strong mentally you feel you 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 feel better like literally like you feel better so you you're more inclined to to actually like do stuff of value and of purpose and like be productive Mm -hmm. but i also know that i yeah if you treat your body right it's going to treat your mind right too so i think i think they go pretty like uh it's not like a pendulum i guess if you will or like you know they have a symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. so that that's the thing so with me i just personally think just, this is just obviously my personal belief that it's really hard to build your mental strength without just by itself. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, it's really hard to sit there and be like, you know what? Uh, I need to start. Um, I need to start not worrying about everything else in the world. It's if, it, if I have no control over it. That's a real hard thing to just start doing. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. But I get what you're saying because it, it is true. And they do play hand in hand because it happened to me this morning when I told myself um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, incline press 265. And I was scared as shit, <laughs> right? Because um, I did 260 and it was a hard three, hard three reps. And then I said, you know what? I have, I have one more set to go. So I'm going to go 265 and I'm going to just let it go. Let it be what it's going to be. And I have to tell myself that I have to just trust my form and knock it out. Right? It had nothing to do with physical strength at all. 
it had all to do with my mental mental fortitude to just just knock it out as best as I could. Obviously, my mental played a bigger part in that than my physical presence. You know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. Does that make sense at all? So yeah. I I get you. I get exactly what you're saying. I just personally think it's easier to build your physical strength, especially if you do it appropriately and you do it the right way. Kind of take it like you have to love yourself, not hurt yourself, because that's what a lot of people do with physical uh, physical um, activity. Like, oh, uh, I'm so fat and ugly. Let me go run three miles. It happened. I mean, I did it. Yeah, so I know it's true. And then you see people go, oh, I need to change. I need to change. Um, I look so ugly. I look so. I look so big. Um, I let me just go run. Let me just go do. Let me eat less because I know this is gonna help. But at the end of the day, you're self. You're self abusing yourself rather than self loving yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's the. And it kind of goes on to like marketing, marketing. Like a lot of people market that though. Like, hey, Tubby, uh, drink, uh, drink these um, freaking fat burner pills because they're going to make you look good and you'll look like all these people and all these, um, what's that word? Oh, man. You know when uh, you have Reptilians. a... What was that? Reptilians? No, that's, uh, I don't even know what that word means. So that's not the word. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me what that word means later. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, like a uh, testimonial. Uh-huh. Like, you show you all these, like yeah, yeah, like uh, I had this client. They look real good now. Uh, come come check me out, right? Yeah. I did it to this guy. He's so buff. He's so strong. He's so healthy now. So come over here. You can do the same thing. Uh-huh. And people market that way a lot. I market it the way I do. Like I ask my clients to answer me questions. And I post it if they feel comfortable, and I don't post it if they don't want me to. But they kind of just share why they came to me, um, why they continue to come, and why will they continue working out in the future if they plan on to. And that's the only three things I ask all my clients. And if all those all the, all those check off good, then if someone reads it, they go, "Oh wow, like um, that's the reason why they went there, and that's the reason why they're going to continue." So why not I try? Because everyone's journey is different. I cannot, I cannot tell, like, some people have shoulder problems, some people have, um, you know, other, like, mobility issues, hip injury, like, hip things, it's like, a lot of things can play a part, right, and why they can't do something, right, that's why I say everyone's journey is individualized, like, I can't look at someone and be like, here's a, here's a program that everyone follows and they get these great results, because I don't believe in that, and I feel like, um, that's, that's what gets seen the most though so that's why everyone kind of doesn't want to they want to just punish themselves to look a certain way rather than take care of themselves to look a certain way that makes does that make a lot of sense i think that makes sense yeah and i think part of that just kind of falls into where people aren't educated enough and don't know that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. obviously they're like very blanket statement things like if you eat right you exercise like that's good like fucking duh you know what i mean yeah but you and I are not going to have the same fitness plan because we're going to have different fitness goals. So, like, going yeah. back to what you're saying, yeah, everybody markets it's markets like, do this if you want to be healthy. Like, no, mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense because what's healthy for me might not be healthy for you. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 5'7", maybe, like, 145, bro. I'm, I'm little. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm a little-ass, oompa-loompa, stretched out. Oh, like, that, that doesn't, uh, those two things are not equal. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but you know what I mean, bro? Like, 
we are going to have way different fitness goals and yeah. and that's and that's okay mm-hmm. but that i feel like that goes back into like self-love you know what i mean like i i don't want to look at cranberry like oh he's so much fucking bigger than me i wish i could get like that let me see exactly what he's doing or mm-hmm. me like say you want to look like a skeleton for whatever reason you'd be like oh my god lorenzo how do you look like that and i'll be like don't worry about it sweetheart <laughs> don't worry about this that splash <laughs> yeah. you know but it's just it's just crazy bro yeah i don't know people just need to educate themselves more and, and you know why what do i want my body or my life to look like like what do i what do i have to do what do i have to do to get to that point like not did what these other people did because they have different lives mm-hmm. like what what do i need to do but that even goes on to another topic of um, like people doing things in general. Like you want to be a rapper. You can't, like you said earlier, a long, long time ago, like I, I have to be like J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, you know what I mean? To be successful. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, not, that's not the way it works at all. You know? Um, this is a great point. So um, I don't know if you follow, follow him like I do, but his name's Chris Duffin, the guy's book that I just read, The Eagle and the Dragon. And he went to squat 1,001 pounds for three reps, right? So that's insane, right? Doesn't, doesn't that sound insane to you? How did he have the extra pound? I'm really curious about that. Because uh, like, they do uh, kil- uh, kgs. Okay. Kilograms. Right. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but he did 1,001 pounds for three reps. And it was funny because I listened to one of his interviews a while back. And um, he was saying, like, I, don't, I can't share what I do. Because no one's going to do what I'm doing. It's not going to benefit anybody. Mm-hmm. No one's, I mean, unless your goal is to squat a thousand pounds for three reps, then, you know, it's not going to really help you at all. So why do you guys care to see how I'm doing this? You know what I mean? You have yeah. to, I'm working out, you know, I'm doing everything I need to do. He talks about it, but he doesn't like write his plans out because his plans don't um, like match your plans. Mm-hmm. And they, they probably never will. You know, and that's okay. Like people have to be okay with that. And it's like, um, there's no, I think there's no blueprint to life and people should understand that. Mm-hmm. And you should also try to become the best you possible. And you're never going to get there though. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as perfection because yep. if you see, if like, I, I wanted to tell you this a long time ago. That's probably what I forgot. You said that you're a perfectionist, right? This is one thing that I learned. If you care so much about being perfect, you're never going to start. Never. Because you, you're, you're so set on doing it 100% correctly, you're going to see all your flaws. That's why, for me, I record and post. I don't even listen to it. I don't, I don't go, oh, uh, I don't like the way I said that, so let me re-record this. I don't do that at all. Because yeah. it's, it's never going to be perfect. I, I say too many yeahs. I say too many you know what I mean. And I click, you know what I mean? I hit hit the table I'm recording on too many times. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? All that matters is that you just take forth and go. And you're okay with that. And then you just get be- a little bit better every time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree 100% actually with that. And that's self-love 101 right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way I see it. And I think people are too hard on themselves. Um, obviously, um, I have a big problem with um, anxiety right now when I do post things. That's just because I feel like I want to be there for whoever wants to be there for me. And I have to get over that. It's just like, you know, if I see the notification, then I'll check it. 
You know what I mean? I don't really care how many likes I get on posts. I used to. I used to be like, oh man, this is not getting a lot of traction. It's probably it's probably not good good content. Until one day someone goes, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And he never he never liked or commented on anything I ever posted. I'm like, okay. Likes and comments don't matter no more. You know, someone's out there, silent supporters, you know, they're they're supporting whatever you're doing because you're just being you. And I feel like everyone should just do that. If you love something, just try it. Try to make it something that could be profitable just so you can enjoy it a little bit more. Um, try to make it consistent so you keep doing it, get your reps in. Um, and the whole profitable thing, like just so it doesn't get like tangled up, it's that try to find a way to monetize your hobbies because that will make you be happy doing what you do. You know what I mean? You're going to be financially and you're going to be in a place financially that you can do what you want to do because you love it. Does that make sense? Word. Bless up. Yes, sir. Big trust. <laughs> Big trust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, we didn't really talk about self-worth. Is that, is that the same thing? I do, man, because I think... Look at this. I can I can be like cranberry. You're a piece of shit, and that's how I feel about you. And because I feel that way, that's true. I almost stopped Peter. recording. <laughs> but, but, you know what I mean. But and you can think the same about me, where you can think I'm the fucking best person in the world, and I can think the same about you. But it, it really it doesn't matter. It matters if I want it to matter. If I care that much about how people feel about me, mm-hmm. um, which I do. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you care like that much, then of course it's going to eat you up. Or if you have these perceptions of, oh, I feel like this person feels this way about me or whatever, without ever actually talking to them or trying to like, you know, I mean, dude, I, I feel like it's pretty much the same. Uh, just love yeah. yourself. I don't think you could. Oh, sorry. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say before I really cut you off. Um, like, um, I don't think you can self-love yourself if you don't self-worth, you don't have self-worth. I don't think it, I don't think, I don't, but it doesn't go the other way around. You can't self-worth yourself without self-loving yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can't see your self-worth if you don't love yourself a little bit. So it goes hand in hand. It's kind of a weird way to say it, but they both go together. Yeah. You have to see your worth for you to love yourself. You have to love yourself to have your, to have worth. And it all goes it all goes into controlling what you have control over. This coronavirus has not changed me. It has made me actually way more productive in things I want to do. Obviously, I'm not going to work. I'm not uh, making the same money that I do if I'm at work. So obviously, it's a little hardship in, in a way. Not really, though, because unemployment benefits that we got. But it's like... Um, I could have seen it differently. I mean, I said in the last episode, if you take the coronavirus as, man, I'm stuck in the house, or I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, rather bored than... Bored in the house, bored in the house, <laughs> slaps. Okay. Or you just take it as, you know, I have all this time to work on myself. I feel like everyone should come out, open their doors on the last day. Obviously, it's kind of like a, that's an extreme. Open the doors on your last day and go, wow, I know exactly who I am. Or I have a very good... Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have a very good grasp on who I want to become. 
one of those two things should have been said. You know, if not, that's fine. I'm not here to judge you, right? If you're listening to this on, you know, May 31st, the, the last day of the lockdown, and you kind of like, wow, I really wasted my time, that's fine. You know what I mean? You're on your own journey. You're never too late to start anything. And that's a big point I want to make, too. So it's like, you're ne it's never too late to start anything, but you're wasting time holding yourself back. That's facts. Thank, hey, thank, you for, thank you for letting me finish that. Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, bro. Um, anything else you want to add on to that? Uh, no, I'm all, I'm all good with that. Perfect. I actually like that. I like that one a lot. That was really good. Um, so I asked you to ask me a question. Do you want me to go first? As in you ask me or do you want me to ask you first? Uh, I'll go first. All right, go for it. Shoot. Okay. Uh, do you feel like you're more motivated by the dream or the nightmare? I think I'm more motivated by the dream or the nightmare. Okay. So, I feel like this question's loaded. If you want me to elaborate on it a little bit, I can. But I'm just going to say it and let you roll with it. Alright, uh, elaborate a little bit. Just so I can answer it how you want me to answer it. Okay, so I feel like everybody and I feel like everybody or I feel like that's pretty accurate uh, most people are motivated by the dream or the nightmare so there's something that they really want or something that they really don't want and so they either spend their life chasing that or running away from that so the dream would be I guess what you're running towards and the dream the nightmare would be what you're running away from what you don't want to be or do or whatever else okay that's a really good question I actually now that I'm glad that I asked you to elaborate on it so me with that question um i'm more motivated by the dream the reason being is because who me finding my purpose in life and me understanding my mission statement which is to make an impact on this world however however which way i can that's my goal my entire goal in life so hopefully by before the day I die, I can lay and go. I actually made an impact in this world that I know is great enough to be uh, viewed as an accomplishment to society. I know it's kind of like hypocritical because I say don't give a shit about what other people think. But I want to be known as someone that made an impact in this world. Right. And that would mean I don't know what that mean. I don't know how I, I would um, code that. I don't know how I would know. But I know when I die, I want to be able to say that. Regardless of how old I am or whatever, so that's what that's what really drives me. I'm more motivated by that, um, but I do want to talk about the nightmare. Obviously, I grew up without a dad, and it's one of those things is that I really want to be a good father in my life, right? I want to experience um, a child or uh, having a child and raising a child and being there for my child, just because obviously I grew up without one, and. In a, in a way, I am motivated by that, but that's one of my, um, it's, not a, it's not a small dream, but it's just something that I know I'm going to do. And I'm not really motivated to be a great dad because I didn't have one. I'm just one of those things that, oh, obviously it came from that, that I want to be a great dad because of that. But it's one of those things that it just makes me want to be a good person rather than a good father at, at the end of the day, which also entails... Or like kind of meshes into my dream of making an impact. Obviously, if I raise a great child and great children, in fact, hopefully 
I'm blessed to have more than one child and or one child at that and I can have children and to be able to make an impact in their lives may just be enough for me too. You know what I'm saying? It's not really about making an impact in the, entirely. My whole purpose in life is to just make impacts as much as I can in anybody's life. And that that's what, that's what motivates me. Good. Point out. Yeah. So, um, you like that? You have anything to say on that? <laughs> no, man. I'm just saying, you know, I asked a question, you answered it. I feel like that's a pretty good exchange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, don't want to talk about that one. I'm just kidding. That was, nah, I like that question. Man. That's a good ass question to ask. That's a good ass question. I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's pretty, it works with pretty much anything. You know, it's a very open ended question and you can take it however you want to take it. And that's the whole reason I like it. Yeah. Everybody has a different dream or a different nightmare. Something mm-hmm. that's motivated them that they're running towards or away from, you know what I mean? And everybody has that. Something something that's different, but you know, I just feel like it's nice to know those things about people. Yeah. Well I, I took my shovel and I went like almost like fifteen feet under for you for that question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I like that question. So, um I have my question and I feel like it's not as good anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But my question is, if you had the the chance to give your 18-year-old self advice, what would your advice be? Don't join the military. Okay, now you have to elaborate. That's like a, such a short answer. <laughs> uh, well, you know, even with my answer, I, I still think I made that one. But I want to be where I am now if I didn't join. Um there are, so I joined, I signed the papers at 18. I didn't end up leaving out until I was 19. Mm-hmm. Some shit happened that delayed me leaving. But, you know, the whole reason I joined the Army in the first place was to, to get out of Antioch. Kind of like I touched on before. I didn't have a good home life. Um, basically, this and that. You know, I, was, I had a lot of friends, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I have a shitload of people, a lot of support. Like, a lot of people who really love me and that I love out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, basically, I just felt like, I couldn't grow anymore. You know, I needed a bigger container. I, I outgrew my little, my little fish tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just needed to do something more, and I needed to not be there anymore. And so I just made a super rash decision. I was like, I'm just gonna fucking join the military. Um, mm-hmm. I never, I've never been like super patriotic or like I want to serve my country or this and that. Like, I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Other people do, but that's just not my story. Um. But, you know, I feel like I did get a lot of great things out of it. You know, it was almost seven years of my life. But there are also a lot of not great things that happened, too, um, that I feel like if I would have known now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have joined and maybe would have took a different route. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not like I, I absolutely hate the military as a whole or, or my entire experience. It's just... Uh, it definitely changes a lot, especially I was like 19 to 26. Like it's a very, like a lot of formative years in like a young, young man's life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So a lot of like forming me as a person and then I get out and then I don't have any structure and this and that is like, uh, I just feel like I kind of like got th- like thrown into adulthood, which I understand everybody does for the most part, but yeah, it was just kind of different with the, the way my scenario was. Um, but something else Maybe not that because maybe I would do it again. You know, yeah. I actually try to join the Air Force first and then actually, so when I was 17, I actually um, 
almost throwing them a wrench. Yeah. And my dad was like, my dad was like, no. And I was like, but dad. Like, no. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, and then I tried to join the uh, Air Force, but the recruiters were never there. So then I just like walked into the Army recruiting station and was like, what's up? Y'all hiring? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And they're like, yeah. So that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I think it would be, and this is something I would just tell anybody, but especially myself at, I guess, 18, is like, um, you don't have to let, like, things that have happened to you or things that you, like, negatively think about yourself or others think about you, like, define you. Like, mm-hmm. you can be, you can be whoever you want to be. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you really can't. Like, don't, don't be a fucking dick and, like, a terrible person. Like, use your power or whatever, like, who you are. Like, you're light and you're left for good. But, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you can be anybody you want, dude. And, like, why say, like, that that teacher in third grade told me I'd never be shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why, do you got to let, why do you got to let that one person's, like, opinion destroy you? Or, like, you know, say your dad or mom or whoever else says, like, some hell about you. And, obviously, those are your parents and you want them to love you. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to let you like that, like define you or like what you want to do in life. Like you can, you can constantly recreate yourself every single day. And that's the great thing about waking up every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday is always in the past. You can always, you can be present or move towards the future. You know what I mean? It's not gonna, and don't get me wrong. I do it all the time. thinking about the past, but it's not going to do any good. It's not going to make you a better person. Just, yeah. just move on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get up and get out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. And another thing, you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And I also like to say it is what it is. Yeah, unless it isn't. No, it always is what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's not always is what it is. Unless it's like, it literally is what it is. And you're right, unless it isn't. Yeah. So I guess you can't say it is what it is, right? Kind of. Yeah, because this my whole thing is like you can't prepare, you can't expect the unexpected because the moment you expect the unexpected, it becomes expected. So thus, you're not preparing for the unexpected. You're preparing, you're expecting the expected. You know what I mean? You can't, you cannot literally by rule expect the unexpected because then you expect it. Well, that, that saying that saying doesn't make any sense. Well, am I talking to uh, Albert Einstein? <laughs> you might. <dude. laughs> oh man, that's like a funny. No, but um. Do you want to answer your own question or no? Um, okay. Go for it and then I'll answer mine. Yeah, sure. So what would Jesus do? Let me see. Mm, <laughs> nah. um, I think for me it's a little bit of both. And honestly, I don't really know which one more. Um, so my dream, how I'm going to get there, exactly what I'll do, this and that, I don't really fucking know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm 28, dude. Maybe I should have some like foundation in the works, but I don't, and that's fine. So yeah. I want to be in a place um, to where I can give give away. So either to charity, to homeless, to family and friends, the random ass people give aways. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. it doesn't matter. But I give away like sixty to seventy percent of my income, like that ass, like that much. So mm-hmm. obviously that's where we're gonna require a significant amount of work, and like I want to create like homeless shelters that like I privately own, and that like. So they don't have to be owned by the city so I can like do my own shit and what I feel is the best type of rehabilitative work and shit like that with homeless. And um, there's just a lot of like youth center, like there's just, I don't know, bro, there's like a lot of shit I want to do. And that's, yeah. that's not necessarily a problem, but 
that is it's kind of like it gets in a cuss with me is like there's so much shit that i want to do mm-hmm. like there's so many things you know that it's so hard for me to focus on one thing mm-hmm. um so i guess for the dream you know it's like oh, all these things that i that i want to do and obviously i want my daughter to have this great life and um this and that whatever else i don't know but um with the nightmare it's like yeah like you know, I make sure that I don't act towards my daughter how, how I was treated and, um, you know, don't want to basically become certain, certain things that I had to deal with and this and that. Like, I don't want to, this is not, yeah, I don't know. It's more, it's more so the dream, I guess, but I'm definitely equally, I feel like the nightmare is kind of more just precautionary. Like, there's a lot of things I know that I can't do or won't do or, like, yeah. that I'm scared of, you know that I know that I can't go down a certain road because I've seen where it leads or this and that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think probably motivated more by the dream because I, I like, I just like being able to make a difference, you know, like my, like my little shirts, bro. So I'll make a, I'll make a freaking thing one day, but they're with purpose on purpose. You know what I mean? Let's just try. That's really how I try to live my life. You know, I understand not all of my actions are super intentional mm-hmm. and, um, but I really try to like provide and hopefully take in some, but provide value and like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. live your life with purpose, bro. On purpose, like do everything intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think, I think you're doing it right though. I mean, I, I, like obviously I, I don't, I know you know the way I feel. I don't feel like I'm here to judge anybody, but I really feel like you are doing it right. Um, Appreciate you. I guess the only I guess the way I see it, and I'm not obviously, you know, I'm not trying to um, put you down or anything like that. But one thing that I do practice myself is trying to focus on a couple things at a time. Because, because with uh, you having all the clusteredness of, you know, like I told you the other day, like John Mayer said that his fucking inside of his head is a TV, like TV show, like a lot of shits going on all the time. Yeah. So it's like. You kind of have to attack one thing at a time, if you can, obviously, which you probably could. You know, I'm not saying you can or cannot. You probably could try to attack one thing at a time. But if your if your dream is something like um, you want to do all this stuff about just helping people, figure out how you can get there in, entirely. You know what I'm saying? Like focus on that one thing you can get to do, so you can start putting your foot in all these different doors. But yeah. obviously, you have to you have to pave a path to get in front of those doors anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a dick, but kind of well, just, kinda uh, hard, no, <laughs> you know, kind of just like focus on one, you know, because, yeah. because that's something I do. And I, I get the same headaches you probably do. It's like, fuck man, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Um, I gotta do, I gotta work on this. I gotta think about that. I gotta, Oh, what about this? Oh, now I forgot about the first thing, you know? And that's why that planner that I have is great. Right now, it's super simple. Like I just put five walks. I put five. Uh, I put three. Put three. No, I put my bad. I put five reads. I put two writes, and I put three walks. And I have to do that for in seven days. You know what I mean? Those are some things that I probably would do every day. But yesterday I didn't read. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm not beating myself up, and I'm not maxing my limits either. I can yeah. I can read seven times a week, obviously, but I'm only trying to read five times this week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, folks, like make little, small, little, little, little goals just so you feel more accomplished. And so you kind of have, you start to build a snowball that starts rolling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger 
now you have all this momentum to knock everything out. Yep. So yeah, I hope you didn't take that the wrong way. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. No, 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 bro. No, you make little, small, achievable goals, and they, and they compound. And yeah, the snowball effect. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I mean, that's just the way I see it. Um, well, if I could give myself advice, do you want to hear me answer this question? No, not really. Yeah, bro, it's your podcast. You do what you want, playboy. <laughs> no, I think, I think I want to answer this question anyways. Um, if I can give my 18-year-old self advice, I would um, kind of, I guess, a lot. I would, I would tell myself to think about what my purpose is and self-reflect, right? And that's, I, was, uh, I think I was 19 when I dropped out of college. I would have told myself to 18 to go to community college and don't go to straight to CSU East Bay just because I knew I wasn't mentally ready to go to a four year. And I always knew that, you know, but I, I allowed my the pressure of my mom to uh, make me go there because I got accepted. So why not go? My mom was like, you're going to go. It's it's free, basically, because. Yeah, fast and all this stuff like that. So just go. Like, why would you waste your opportunity? And I knew, I knew I wasn't ready, but whatever. So that'd be my advice: is go to community, so you can get some sort of education. Because I really see now how uh, how worthy how worthy knowledge is, and it's like if I were to just to be a little bit more studious, you know, at eighteen years old, I would not have to wait till 23, 24 years old to start um, gathering so much knowledge. You know, yeah. just I just wasted so much time. I wouldn't change anything else in the world except for just be a little bit more studious. And I really feel like everything else would have panned out perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? I worked until I, I got in the union uh, three and a half years ago. So yeah. if I would have just got my AA, I probably still could have got into the union, no problem. Like, hypothetically, let's say... That's how the world would have worked if I could tell myself that. So I still would have got a union job. I still would have been making the same amount of money I am today. Um, I just wouldn't have that full-time experience beforehand, which I don't think really would have affected me because I have really good work ethic and I, I'm very competitive. So having those two um, having those two personalities about me, I don't see me being any different than who I would be at all. So that would be my advice is just try to be a little bit more studious because cause man, even though I, I this is me, or I would tell myself, think about what you really want to do in life. It's like, if you know for a fact you don't need to go to a better education to get whatever the hell you want, then it could be a waste of time too. So it's not that, it's not that college is the answer. It's not that finding a full-time job is the answer. The answer is finding out what the fuck you want to do with your life yep. and have, have a good grasp of it just so you don't waste your time. You know, like who knows? You you could die tomorrow. You know, you could not wake up on all this stuff. So why are we wasting our time on everything that we think people want us to do? Do what you want to do because you don't have that much time. Tell them, Cranberry. Let them know. That's what I would tell 18-year-old Cranberry. And I'd tell him, hey, bro, you're going to be all right. But yeah, I mean that's how I see it. You know, it it's it's obviously it's harsh. It obviously it's a lot to ask for an eighteen year old person or any person at any age to why are you wasting so much time and tell them that. 
And if they're, if they are going to, usually people will end up being like, well, I mean, because I have to, you know, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm complacent, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable in my shoes, but you're not comfortable if you're complaining and you're victimizing yourself and you're finding excuses. I mean, I think that's the way I see it. If you're, if you have to find an excuse, if you have to make a reason for why you aren't doing what you're doing and then you're just complacent and you're not you're not truly where you want to be and that's okay well, you, can, you can make excuses or you can make moves but you can't make both you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go good with your words i got the gifts of one-liners and you got the crystal curves <laughs> No, man, I really do appreciate that. Um, that was a good conversation, bro. I really liked it. I liked that. I got to dig a little deeper within me and get to understand you better, too. And talk about some general topics about the world that me and you either like or don't like. Hello, bro. I had a great time. Easily the best conversation I've had all day. <laughs> You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> by the way, I like to ask all my viewers, or not all my viewers, all my guests, uh, what do you think you learned today? Um, just that you're really rude, and I don't think I want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, you know, so I don't really know if I if I learned anything new. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that, like, maybe not necessarily always on a podcast, but I think people should look at this. So I know with, like, there's a lot of my friends, right, who I can't, not that I can't, but that I don't talk to about shit really deep mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people only care about like surface level shit. You know what I mean? And they don't really want to get deep down and get to know each other, get to know how people think. Well, I feel like that's how people get closer. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just, that's just how I've always been. Like I, I, I get to know people, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know if I have a lot of friends. I certainly know a fucking lot of people, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but because I ask questions, bro, because I care about people. I genuinely do. I really want like everything we talked about today. Like I genuinely care about that shit. Like I want. I'm not doing it for the sake of the podcast. Like screw the podcast. Like yeah. I'm happy that you're doing it. You know what I mean? But yeah. but for me, it's more about like oh, this is how much better I know Kramer right now. Like this is going to strengthen our relationship. Now we have more shit to talk about. Now we can talk more about this or that. Like yeah. And I feel like things like this are like really really important, and people just need to be more willing to actually like talk and get to know people and see like why people are the way that they are and how they think and why they think the way they do and things like that. I just feel like that's a very, uh, I don't know, tool that I see lacking in a lot of, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also bro, I'm just this big, like half happy hippie dude who just wants everyone to be friends and shit. So I don't know. I understand not everybody sees the world like me too. You know, I just want yeah. complete unity and peace and love and everyone to love everybody. And like, that's fine. But yeah, so I don't know if I learned any like new information, but I, I definitely think that it's good to do things like this and to, to, to really talk. You know, not like, hey, how are you doing? Good. How's the weather? Oh, it's windy. You know what I mean? I don't like yeah. stupid surface level shit. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if you're going to ask why I'm doing it and I say, and I say oh, not good, like, are you, you going to ask me why? Like, are you going to dive deeper? Or you just ask me because you want to be a nice person. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like conversations like this, like, why are you asking me? Why do you care about? Why do you care about anything that you talk to me on this podcast? Like, why do you want to know? You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, just get to know your friends, dude. And mm-hmm. if you don't, or people that you don't know, so they become your friends. Yeah, that's cool. 
And the answer to that last question was because I'm just a little nosy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, and I that's why I like doing this. And that's why my favorite podcasts are obviously when I have a, another guest on the show. And we get to talk and just, you know, dig a little deep and allow people to listen to our conversation and be like, wow, I kind of think that way too. Or, oh, I don't like thinking that way at all. And it's kind of a very idiotic way to think. But, you know, that's that's okay. Just like I was saying a long time ago, or I said it repeatedly in the show, is that haters are going to hate, period. And your supporters are going to like you for who you are regardless. So keep doing it or keep doing whatever the hell you're doing for those people that truly, genuinely like you for you. And that's when you'll start drowning with support or you'll start to feel more comfortable doing whatever you do. But you have to just do it. Nike. Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Nike's good for that too. I can't believe they did that. I mean, I can't end it like that, man. I mean, I can't just say that Nike thing. (laughs) Oh, but um, how how can we reach you, bro? Like, uh, you want anyone to follow you from this, or you don't really care? Vice versa. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm at the Loaded Cannon. Because, uh-huh, well, anyways, if you know me, if you know me, it's funny. If you don't, then it doesn't make sense. So it's fine. <laughs> but at the loaded cannon, mostly on Twitter, everything else I don't really care about. But if you want to follow me, that's fine. I'm really sarcastic, and that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> great guy, great guy. Honestly, Lorenzo, thank you for being on the show, and I really do appreciate you. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it was really great talking to you. You as well. All right, bro. Have a good day. You too, man. All right. Bye-bye.